We are live, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to the Nolan Hawkeye Anthony YouTube channel. And I thank all of you for being here, wherever you may be. And of course, however you may be listening. I got a great show for you guys today. I will be previewing Iowa versus Michigan. This is, of course, a rematch in a new season of the Big Ten Championship game from last year in which Michigan absolutely torched the Iowa Hawkeyes. I got to tell you, I absolutely had that one incorrect. Iowa just was not ready for that big stage. But it's a new year and things change. Players change. Some stay the same. Uh, but again, new season, different dynamic. This is towards the beginning of the year. Uh, the game is, of course, being played inside uh, Kinnick Stadium. So there's a lot that is different here with regards to this game as opposed to the Big Ten Championship game from last year. But before we get into the game preview of Iowa versus Michigan, I want to ask you guys to consider going to 247hockey.com, hitting that subscribe button. You guys have been helping me out big time. The channel continues to grow. At the very least, like, comment, share. You know the drill. And without further ado, let's get into this. First things first, we will be looking at the game preview page for Iowa versus Michigan. Uh, this is the matchup predictor, which is basically the ESPN football power index, which gives Michigan a 76.8% chance of winning this ball game. And I've said many, many times before, uh, the ESPN power index has never been in the favor of the Hawkeyes. Uh, the power index, I think, slants a little bit more towards uh, big names as well, even though computers don't necessarily know the names, uh, but definitely, you know, decent offenses as opposed to really, really good defenses. Doesn't matter. They really do favor Michigan in this one uh, by a lot. And I and I got to say, I mean, I am somewhat surprised considering this game is in Kinnick Stadium. Uh, Iowa, of course, has already lost one game at home this season, but once you get into Big Ten play, it's a whole different ball game. Ask Michigan from 2015. Uh, I digress. Let's look at the uh, comparisons of the top players for each team. J.J. McCarthy, uh, 48 of 60, 693 yards, five tubs. Uh, Spencer Petras has 524 yards, only one tub and two INTs. Uh, rushing yards, B. Corum has 478 yards, it looks like, nine tubs. Caleb Johnson, the true freshman, uh, has 174 yards and two touchdowns. Receiving, R. Bell has 253 yards with one touchdown. Sam Laporta has 116 receptions, 154 yards receiving. I really do think for Iowa moving forward, by the way, I know I'm going to have Michigan fans watching this video. Yes, this is biased. Uh, I am definitely an Iowa Hawkeye fan, but I will try to be as fair as possible. Uh, with regards to the Iowa Hawkeyes, personally, just looking at these stats, I would like to see Sam Laporta, and I, and I said this before the season, that one of the areas that Sam Laporta and the Iowa Hawkeye offense needed to improve was getting some touchdown passes uh, from their tight ends. Uh, Sam Laporta is one of the best tight ends in the country, and there's no reason why he cannot be an end zone threat. Uh, so hopefully we see that improvement moving forward. Caleb Johnson continues to get better each and every game. Uh, I think there is a huge possibility that he ends up being 
the de facto number one running back by the end of the season, if not sooner. It's not that Gavin Williams or LaShawn Williams are not good running backs or that they're not even necessarily getting it done because they're doing just fine. Caleb Johnson is just, you know, he, let's just put it this way. He don't look like a freshman. Uh, He is ready to go. And Iowa is going to need uh, a big game from one of their running backs regardless. Michigan opens as 10 and a half point favorites. The over and under is 42. Uh, Let's look at the team stats here. Points per game. Michigan is averaging 50 points per game. Wow, that's crazy. I did not know that they were averaging 50 points a game. Uh, Iowa is averaging a measly, a modest 17 points per game, a a very chill 17 points per game, a very cool 17 points per game. Uh, Points allowed per game, Iowa is giving up 5.8. Michigan is giving up 11. Uh, Both defenses are good. Iowa, again, I said this before the season, this defense, I, I... I knew it was going to be top 15, top 10 in the country. Uh, Just the talent that they had coming back was phenomenal. And one of their most talented guys hasn't even been a part of the team for a majority of the season, Justin Jacobs. Uh, I don't think Iowa will have him back versus Michigan. Anything's possible. Uh, I can't say for sure. Uh, We'll we'll see what Kirk Ferentz says at the the presser. Um, In all reality, I would have preferred him to sit out against Rutgers in order to be fully ready to go against Michigan. Uh, But it is what it is. Total yards, Michigan 489, Iowa 232 and a half. Uh, 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 Yards passing 254.8 to 131. Yards rushing 234 to 101. Yards allowed 244.8 compared to Iowa giving up 236.3. Uh, pass yards allowed 135.8 to 163.3. A lot of that came against Rutgers in the second half for the Iowa Hawkeyes in a little bit of prevent. Um, rushing yards allowed 109 compared to Iowa's 73. That That is going to be a huge uh, component to this game, especially for the Iowa Hawkeyes. They have to stop the run. Last year against Michigan, they did not get that done, and they got smacked. Uh, So if they have any hope in winning this game, they are going to have to clog up the middle and the outside, quite frankly, quite frankly, and just get uh, slow down this Michigan rushing attack. Let's look at the last five games for each team. Uh, Bottom line is, guys, you know, it's it's impossible to say how good or not good the the victory over Rutgers was. I'll say this. okay, anytime you go on the road. Uh, in the Big Ten, during a night game, playing a cross-divisional team and beat them very easily by double digits, there's a certain aspect to that that is decent. Iowa you know, did the same thing last year against Maryland, and Maryland turned out to not be as good as they looked at the beginning of the season, which I fully admit might be the case with Rutgers. So time will tell, but but on the face of it, the things that are impressive is Iowa going on the road, as I already said, playing a cross-divisional team, uh, night game, and getting a win emphatically against Rutgers. You guys can see how they did against Nevada. They lost to Iowa State, who lost to Baylor. Uh, Michigan beat Maryland. They squeaked by them 34-27. Uh, UConn, I guarantee a Michigan fan is going to comment and say, squeaked by them. We killed them, bro. <laughs> 
I already know. I already know. There's some fan bases where you it's, you know, it's Nebraska, Michigan, uh, Ohio state a little bit where, you know, the fans are going to try and, and, and give it to you in the comments. Uh, no big deal there. Uh, 59-0 victory over UConn, 56-10 win over Hawaii, and uh, 51-7 win over Colorado State. Not the most impressive slate of games. Uh, I would say the toughest game or, or toughest team Michigan has played thus far has been Maryland. I think Iowa will definitely be the toughest opponent that they have seen up to this point in the season. Uh, I think this is a, a true measuring stick for both teams is Iowa ready to take that next step into one of the elite ball teams in the country. They have the defense. They have the special teams. Say what you will about Iowa, but they certainly have the defense and they certainly have the special teams. Michigan is in a lot of ways already there and it will solidify people looking at them in that way. If they can go into Iowa city and get a, you know, strong victory, against the Iowa Hawkeyes. So, um, you know, th those are probably the two things. A lot, in my opinion, a lot to gain for both of these teams uh, heading into this game. The, the one other thing I want to add for the Iowa Hawkeyes is even though they lost to Iowa State, the Big Ten West is wide open. Whereas the Big Ten East, you know, I would say there there's mainly two teams but I think you can can put Penn State in there at this point that are at the top. Uh, I think Michigan State has underperformed, not in my eyes, because I have said since the get-go that Mel Tucker is not for real. Uh, but the top three teams, Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State. In the Big Ten West, you know, it's, it's definitely Iowa and Minnesota. Uh, Wisconsin, you know, we'll see what happens with them. There's a lot of shuffling. I would say in the Big Ten West, the top two teams are Iowa and Minnesota. And there is still a ton for the Hawkeyes to play for when it comes to the Big Ten West and winning that crown for a second time in a row. Uh, Wisconsin seems to not be as good as a lot of people thought going into the season. Uh, same with uh, Purdue. Uh, so, you know, again, a lot to play for in this game. We're going to be taking a look at a few of the pro football focus grades here. Is J.J. McCarthy compared to Spencer Petras? Obviously, night and day. I do believe that Spencer had his best game uh, against Rutgers, although, again, I, I think it was a very average performance. Uh, but there is, there was a few things to like from his performance against the Scarlet Knights. Here is the wide receivers. I went ahead and turned the minimum snap count off. Um, Ronnie Bell is definitely a legit wide receiver for Michigan, according to Pro Football Focus. Um, Arlan Bruce is 469. Um, you guys can see his other grades there. Uh, Cornelius Johnson. Um, you know, it, it, it would be really nice if Iowa had Keegan Johnson. Uh, obviously, they don't. The bottom line is Iowa is going to have to be able to stretch the field at least a little bit. They, they are going to have to attempt uh, to get the uh, football down the field if they have any hope in beating uh, the Wolverines. Um, unfortunately, against Rutgers, we didn't see Iowa do that uh, too much. I, I wish we would have seen them try to push the ball down the field at least once. 
Um, but uh, it, it was not there nonetheless. Uh, and again, we will need to see it against Michigan. Here are the running backs. Great. I'll go ahead and turn the min uh, minimum snap count off. Um, Blake Corum has a very high grade. Um, there you guys can see LaShawn Williams and Gavin Williams. Um, I'm kind of, uh, Caleb Johnson is by far and away, uh, the highest graded Iowa running back. And it makes sense. Um, at the beginning of the game against Rutgers, uh, he was getting, uh, seven yards a pop, no problem. Uh, and I thought he was going to have a massive night, an even bigger night than he had against Nevada. He still finished strong, uh, but it did ta ta you know, tailor off a little bit uh, in favor of LaShawn and Gavin Williams. Um, but uh, Iowa is going to need him regardless. Um, those are definitely the top three backs. We have the tight ends here for Michigan uh, and Iowa. Luke Schoonmaker uh, with a pretty high grade here, 45th best tight end, according to Pro Football Focus. Sam Laporta, number 117. Uh, Luke Lachey, number 193. I'm going to show you guys a couple more positions, and we'll be done with uh, PFF. Here we have the vaunted linebackers, uh, Jack Campbell, way up there, 23rd best linebacker in the co uh, country. Jaden Hood has a pretty high grade, but he... Um, is not ranked because maybe he hasn't played enough snaps. Uh, Michael Barrett and Junior Colson both have pretty high grades. Justin Jacobs, we'll see if he can go against Michigan. Um, you know, if I had to guess right now, I would probably say no, unfortunately. I still feel good about who Iowa has to replace him. Uh, you know, we've seen Iowa, you know, can uh, the defense is loaded. Okay. And, and they've done just fine with Jay Higgins, with, uh, Logan Klemp, with Kyler Fisher, with Cooper DeJean, uh, so, you know, w w Phil Parker is going to get it done, uh, regardless, but Justin Jacobs is a freak of nature. And I would absolutely, uh, like to have him versus not have him, uh, against Michigan. Again, I, I would have rather ha had him against Michigan than against Rutgers. Here are the interior uh, by Pro Football Focus, or here is the interior. Uh, a lot of these guys are kind of inside and outside. Uh, Lucas Van Ness, you know, has a very high grade. Uh, he is having a big year so far uh, for the Iowa Hawkeyes. In all honesty, uh, he's very similar uh, to the, the Michigan D lineman uh, who got drafted early last season. Uh, very similar build. I know some of you guys are going to make fun of me for not uh, Aiden Hutchinson. There we go. Uh, very similar build, very similar height. Lucas Van Ness is six foot five. Uh, they they nicknamed him Hercules. Um, so a lot to like there. Logan Lee has a grade of a 42 or excuse me, uh, 79 with a ranking of 42. You guys can see uh, Michigan's guys there. Uh, it would be nice to get Yaya Black. Aaron Graves, true freshman, showed a lot of good stuff against Big Ten competition uh, last Saturday against the Scarlet Knights. Hopefully Noah Shannon uh, is go good to go for the Iowa Hawkeyes. Legitimately, Iowa is probably 10 deep across the defensive line. And last but not least, I, again, I haven't shown every position, um, you know, corners are, are a strength for the Iowa Hawkeyes, probably the same for Michigan. 
Um, but uh, for the sake of time, I'm not going to show every position. If you want to go look, you got, can uh, pull up Pro Football Focus yourself and check it out. Uh, I'm giving you good stuff here regardless, as this is a paid site. Um, Joe Evans, uh, 88th. Mike Morris, 56th. Uh, Jalen Harrell, uh, also there. John Wagner, let's see, has a, a ranking of 139 with a grade of a 74.8. So not bad there. Uh, here are some of the other guys. Uh, with grades as well. Okay, guys, final analysis, final breakdown here with my prediction. Um, you know, a lot of what I think going into this game, I said in my post game uh, after Iowa beat Rutgers, it was it was hard to truly judge the Iowa Hawkeye offense as Iowa had such a uh, strong cushion by Hawkeye standards against Rutgers that they really didn't need to push the ball down the field. They really didn't need to pass the ball a whole lot. Uh, they could basically ground and pound the whole game. Uh, anything more than 10 points uh, for the Iowa Hawkeyes, uh, a lead bigger than 10 points is like a 20 point lead for other teams. Uh, it, it, you know, that is a lot because of how good Iowa's defense is. So it's hard to truly judge the Iowa Hawkeye offense after their performance against Rutgers, there were things that looked good, such as the rushing game, uh, the offensive line in the run game. But there were things that were poor, such as the pass pro uh, early in the game. Rutgers was getting after Iowa's offensive line early and often that needs to be addressed heading into Michigan. Spencer Petrus was way more accurate than we have seen in his previous games, which was good. But again, the numbers were not eye-popping or anything like that. And uh, this was a stat that I noticed, and then finally everybody else noticed. The only wide receiver that he hit for a catch was Arlan Bruce. Some say that it was also Nico Regani, but as far as the th stats go, it was only Arlan Bruce. You are not going to beat Michigan only targeting one of your wide receivers. The only way that you will beat Michigan uh, targeting one wide receiver is if your tight ends have 100 yards a pop like they did back in the day with TJ Hawkinson and Noah Fant, which not to say that Sam Laporta and, uh, and uh, Luke Lachey are not good players, but they're not TJ Hawkinson and Noah Fant at this point in their career. Very talented, but just not those guys. So that is that good things with the Iowa offense, you know, things that need to be uh, cleaned up. Like I said, pass protection, uh, distributing the ball around other than just your tight ends, some drop passes, uh, some drop balls. Uh, and ultimately, it is almost impossible to fully judge this Iowa offense because of the the cushion that Iowa's defense created since the beginning of the game. As for Michigan, I already said this at the beginning. You know, they have a lot of talent all over the field, just like Iowa does. Uh, and this is a, a legitimate test of how good Michigan is this season. This is probably the best test Michigan could ask for to see how good of a team they have this year. When it comes down to, if you ask me, if Iowa has the talent, the dudes to beat Michigan, the answer is yes, I do. Iowa is, this is as talented a roster as they have had top to bottom in a long time, especially on the defense. And well, that includes uh, special teams as well. There's a lot of talent on the offensive side of the ball as well, but 
as we know too well as Iowa fans, talent doesn't mean anything when you can't call the right play, when your quarterback doesn't get, you know, and, and the offensive line breaks down. I mean, I could go on and on and on, uh, but the talent is there. And as I said, if you ask me, does Iowa have the dudes to beat Michigan? The answer is yes. However, I personally, you guys got to understand as an Iowa fan, I can find a way to mentally convince myself how Iowa can beat and will beat the opposing team. Always. I can always do that. And there is some truth to being able to do that because uh, Iowa by the, by the very nature of how good their defense is, will have a chance against anybody. Uh, However, because Michigan absolutely decked Iowa last year uh, and at, you know, at, Iowa absolutely spat on my grave with the game that they gave up in the Big Ten championship game to Michigan. I don't think I can pick the Iowa Hawkeyes in this game. Would I be surprised if Iowa wins? Of course not. As I said, Iowa has the dudes. But right now, after seeing what Michigan did to Iowa last year in the Big Ten championship and what I have not seen with the Iowa offense yet, It is very hard, and I think it would be almost obnoxious of me to pick Iowa to win this game. They are 10.5-point dogs. Do I think they can win? Absolutely. Would I be surprised if they win? Absolutely not. And I think a lot of Michigan fans can agree with that as well. I am going to pick Michigan in this game 24-20. to Uh, I think it's going to be a close game. I would not be surprised in the least. Uh, if it was actually lower scoring than that, a 14 to 10 ball game, I don't think uh, Michigan is going to beat the shite out of Iowa. I think it's going to be a close con- uh, contest. I think Iowa is going to be geared to 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 get ready in this game and and really get rolling, especially with the game inside Kinnick Stadium. But unfortunately, we just have not seen the progression with this Iowa Hawkeye offense for me to feel confident realistically picking them to win this game. Now, if they win, we will see a strong run game from the Iowa Hawkeyes, probably from LaShawn, Caleb, or, well, obviously LaShawn, Caleb, or Gavin. Uh, Nonetheless, if Iowa has any hope in winning this game, they have to get the run game established. It is a must. Uh, Iowa, as I said early in the game, uh, early in this video, will need to take a few shots down the field just to keep Michigan's defense honest. Because if Michigan sells out against the run, uh, you know there's going to be no matter how good uh, Iowa's offensive line is, how good the running back, they're only going to get a cloud of dust, unfortunately. So they are going to have to take some shots down the field. Uh, If Iowa wins, you better believe Sam Laporta is going to have a big game. Uh, and that is, you know, that is just the way it's going to be. Iowa will need to have some help from the defense, getting a pick six, uh, maybe two pick sixes. And again, I would not be surprised if that is what we see. Uh, Iowa's defense has shown that it can do that in the past. Uh, I would not be surprised if Iowa's run game gets back on track. But again, I cannot, based off of what I have seen, Uh, predict that to happen because basically I would be predicting something to happen against the top five team that we have not seen all year from the Iowa Hawkeyes. 
So please don't be mad at me, Hawk fans. You know I love you. You know I love the Iowa Hawkeyes, and I will have you guys covered every step of the way. Michigan fans, you guys can jump in the comments. Just please be uh, mostly respectful uh, hopping in here. Uh, you know, just be nice. Uh, not that this is a safe space or anything like that, but just try and be good uh, people. Uh, and I appreciate all of you guys watching this. I really am stoked for this game, and I think this is going to be a great contest regardless of my prediction. Uh, again, would not be surprised if Iowa wins, but I am going to pick Michigan uh, for this one, which is rare. I think this is the first time that I have picked a different team to beat my Iowa Hawkeyes uh, because, as I said, I can always find a way uh, for the Iowa Hawkeyes to beat the opposing team. Nonetheless, comment like. Uh, in the comment section below, you guys can donate to the channel by hitting uh, the donate button on my channel. Just a little money sign to help your boy with his coffee habit. Uh, I really hope that you guys consider hitting that subscribe button. Support your boy. Support this Iowa Hawkeye channel. You know the drill. Last but not least, DBAP. Don't be a pussy willow. And facts or feelings because your feelings just don't matter. Love y'all. Go Hawks. Bye-bye.